Hey there, I'm Lee Rowley, and this is Lee After Dark. Why? Because there's more to being a business leader than just business. Each episode, one brave entrepreneur ejects the elevator pitch and just gets real. Today, I'd like to welcome Rihanna Milne. Did I get that right? You did. First Hi, try. Wow. <laughs> oh, there good. is hope. There's hope for humanity yet. Oh, how are you, yes. Rihanna? I am wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. It's another beautiful day in Florida. What could be wrong? Uh, that's absolutely <laughs> wonderful. It's it's not such a beautiful day here in Ohio, but I will uh, I will appreciate your uh, your scenery there vicariously. So yeah, I used to live in Erie, PA, the snow belt. So I I'm you know. sending you my my sorrow. <laughs> I don't miss you the snow at all. I am happy. Yep. Yes, I know. Cool. Well, Rihanna, the rules are simple. For the next twenty minutes. We can talk about anything you want except your business. Okay. All right. And then after that, you'll have five minutes to talk about whatever you want to say, you know, to, to tell us how to get in touch with you, an offer, whatever you want to do. But if you mention your business during the interview, you'll lose one minute of pitch time per infraction. Oh, mm -hmm. how cute is that? So, well, <laughs> I, I, we try to keep it interesting. So, are you ready to play? Sure. All right. Well, let me go ahead and start the timer here. And what do we want to get into for the next 20 minutes? Let's start with you. What? Tell us about you. I love my life. Um, I would say the best job I ever had is being a mom. Okay. And uh, I have two amazing daughters. Alexi Panis speaks throughout the world as a motivational personal development uh, coach. And she wow. is pregnant with twins right now. So it's a very exciting time for the family. And she's also married to a motivational coach, Preston, and they live out in LA. And my other daughter, Stefana, and her husband, Charles, are in Orlando, and I have two grandsons there. So family is very important to me, and I don't often get to mention them. On Facebook, I get to put up their pictures at Halloween and Christmas <laughs> and that kind of thing. But I would say that's my favorite job, being a mom and now being a grandmom a is really cool. Um, it's been a very special part of my life. And I can talk about parenting. I mean, I do a lot of parenting um, when I worked in the schools uh, as uh -huh. a counselor at one time, helping kids in trauma. And I always encourage the parents to have one adventure day a week. And that was something that was very special. Um, when we lived in Erie, I remember one of our days was surprised with roll Halloween. So that was pretty cool. Um, go off to Pittsburgh or though, and that made a time of bonding. You know, I was a working mom. Um, you know, I quality time was put aside. So that's really neat. I also love to write um, fun things you might want to know. I've written seven books, working on my eighth one wow. on trauma. Yeah. Two are for um, the public. They're sold in Barnes and Noble stores. And uh, the other one, one was my master's thesis in first psychology, and that was donated to science. And I understand it's out in 14 different languages now. And that was about teaching kids how to be resilient and decrease high-risk behavior and increase uh, self-esteem. So working with those kids from Atlantic City area was really amazing, Wow, that project. 
That's some awesome. things people don't know about me. Um, I'm a, I love disco dancing. I'm definitely a disco queen from the seventies. Yeah, yeah, nice. for sure. <laughs> Very nice. I remember and, some of the seventies. <laughs> yeah, I know you're a little bit younger than me. Not that much. <laughs> but I uh, used to compete in disco dancing, and oh, wow. uh, I was second in the state of Pennsylvania. So that was big. Competitive then, disco dancing. That is something I did not know existed. See, this is why we do this, people. We yeah. learn all kinds of great things here. And I'm it's, still out dancing in my four-inch high heels. Good for you. Disco. Yeah, it'll never stop. It'll never <laughs> stop. Good for so you. Definitely disco queen. So let's bring back. You mentioned uh, working with uh with kids who had experienced trauma and you you came back to that a couple times uh so of course i'm going to poke around there and go why of all the the infinite possibilities what made you say this is where i want to put my energy uh well i became and i i'm not supposed to talk about business am i (laughs) Well, we're talking became, about you personally. <laughs> You're not pitching your business. We can, the, yeah, the line's okay. a little fuzzy. It's, it's All okay. Right. Okay. Well, I became a licensed professional counselor in New Jersey and worked in the schools as what's called a SAC counselor, student assistance counselor. Okay. And they have the kids that are either being bullied or bullying others, uh, the ADHD kids, the oppositional defiant kids. Kids just are struggling emotionally in any way. And I found that they all came from traumatic homes or traumatic home environments. Um, Parents yelling, um, just a lot of discord. And they come in and, you know, my research showed if a child is emotionally upset, their cortisol is high and that makes memory low. So then these kids could have done better in school, but they were emotionally upset. So I did things like that were never heard of back then, like having meditation in my office. I did not use overhead lighting. I had low lit lit lamps. We did um, music therapy. I remember their favorite was Louis Miguel. And I don't understand or speak Spanish, but it was such a calming sound that that helped chill out the kids and then return to the classroom more alert and more focused. So I had behavior charts all over my wall. They'd run down with their notebook if they had three stamps for being good that day. They go in and put a star on their chart. If they got the whole week, they went into Miss Rihanna's treasure chest and pulled out a, a gift for the day. So there's a lot of positive reinforcement. And then it became intrinsic reinforcement, internal. So they found that when they were behaving more, you know, that their grades went up and they had more friends and the teachers seemed friendlier. So it was first external rewards, which became internal rewards. I've, I've always loved working with kids and um, 20 years of work in trauma led me to working with adults uh, who had childhood trauma. And it has come out that they suffer in life, love, career. And this Kaiser Permanente study out of San Diego found how those with unhealed, unconscious childhood wounds impacts them as adults in getting early disease, dying earlier, chronic illnesses like heart attacks, uh, diabetes, you know, just other fibromyalgia, MS, even though they're linking it to Alzheimer's, the, the ongoing stress. So it's been become a, a new hot topic 
although I've been talking about it for several years, I'm only one voice. Right. So, but that's what I help my clients with today, adults okay. and teenagers 16 and over. Okay. So uh, this is the part where I get really annoying. Okay. Why does all of this matter so much to Rihanna Milne? Okay. Well, um, I went through a relationship, a second marriage, someone I really loved. Um, everyone called us the it couple. We loved dancing together. He was quite handsome and charming. He was a middle school principal. Uh, we had a major, wonderful, romantic relationship, traveling the world together. Um, and he was very gregarious and well-liked in the school and in the community, but then he had a secret life. We call this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, goodness. Okay. Okay. So if you know the play, Dr. Jekyll was very popular and well-liked and a wealthy man and a nice home and charming. <laughs> and then the hidden life, you know, Mr. Okay. Hyde went out and murdered people at night. So Mr. Hyde is known as a hidden personality type. Right. And unfortunately, okay. you know, he did some things that, that within the school and then uh, had porn on a school computer and he was fired. It was a big community scandal and it was shocking to me and our four kids that stood up for our wedding. And I'm like, what would lead him to do this? Okay. And our life was practically perfect. Why would he sabotage? And that's what I started looking for. Of course, being a psychotherapist, I had seven psychotherapy friends. I asked them, they're like, we're all stunned. We all have no idea what's going on with him. He didn't even know why he took sex risks in his life. Okay. And um, so not only did it affect us as a couple, but it affected me in business. I'm a marriage and family therapist. You know, sure. why don't I see this? I mean, obviously I'm a busy working woman and I don't have time to babysit anyone. I figure I'm doing all the right things, living in integrity, you would be too. That's kind of just what you figure. Well, that was not the case. And so I wanted to, for my own understanding, look into what it had. The early work I uncovered was called ACOA, adult child of an alcoholic. And indeed he was. He had a very severe alcoholic father with very bad moods. So he was verbally abused, physically abused. His family struggled. So there was, um, you know, uh, he wasn't allowed to get the clothes that he wanted. So therefore he was teased at school. So when I added up all the trauma that he had and looking at all my caseload over these years, not only in the schools, but I worked in hospital settings with kids that were adopted in foster care, runaways, um, bulimic, you know, cutting, self-mutilating. Um, I worked in drug and alcohol rehab centers because I'm a drug and alcohol counselor too. So just putting all these cases together and all the similarities, I came up with a childhood trauma checklist. And I called them traumas in the way that the children were so traumatically affected. So a lot of people would think back, well, I didn't have trauma in my childhood, but the studies show 90% of people have one to three of the 10 traumas that I name. So most people have something and they don't think they do until they hear the list of 10. Okay. Would you like me to go into that? Yeah, we will. We'll get into that here in, okay. in just a moment. Um, but it, it seems to be then that your why, your purpose is that you've seen and experienced the effect of uh, the effects of childhood trauma unhealed. firsthand, unhealed. Correct. You know, you've you've dealt with it. It's impacted your life. You've watched it uh, limit someone else who was very close to you. Yes, and, and so the, 
And the fact that I understand, got to understand what it was um, really led to my healing and the ability to forgive. Okay. I actually, you know, it really helped that piece. And then I saw um, the research has showed it now comes out in three generations as well. Okay. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very interesting how you have you mixed the personal experience with the clinical uh, you know, because when I, you know, I studies when I hear talk about studies, and then it's just a completely different world where you're you're actually, you know, looking at this in terms of data. Um, you know, whereas not everybody has the resources to do that, obviously. You know, yeah. and that's where you are. That's where you come in. You know, I think uh, to offer such insights then is that you know, many people are so reactive, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I've been that person. I've been that reactive person. Uh, reactive I, w- I was an alcoholic. Yeah, I was an alcoholic okay. after my after my uh, daughter passed away. Uh, oh, and uh, yeah. yeah, well, it's you know we all go through our stuff, uh, and yeah. just you know, and then seeing what you've done with it is inspiring. So it's it's no wonder you're able to to help change and liberate so many people. That's really cool. Thank you, Lee. Yeah, yeah if you can make your pain into your purpose and your passion, then it helps heal. And, um, you know, the people who you keep in your memory as you move forward, you know, uh, my best friend was killed by a drunk driver. And then my college roommate of three years, who was my best friend at the time, she was murdered by her boyfriend in a domestic violence incident. So, you know, I've combined some of these things, you know, becoming a drug and alcohol counselor in Michael's name and his spirit and helping in Corinne's spirit by helping people of domestic relationships, right? Mm. Domestic violence and combining that with my own story and my own purpose. So yeah, it makes you really love what you do every day. It brings purpose to your life for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the more that you can understand why you do what you do, what that purpose is, because you've got a very, very powerful purpose there. Yes. You really do a, a, a trio of, of, you know, the kind of the, the, what is it they call the Trinity of whatever. Uh, yeah. But that's, that drives you and that drives you on the days that you feel great and you want to do it. And I'm going to say it also drives you on the days where you really just, you know, nobody wants to get out of bed and do what they do every day. I don't 12, think. Unless 14 if you, hour days, day after day, uh, after yeah. day after day. <laughs> even when you're if, building your business. Yeah, yeah. Even if you get to look at what's behind you all, all day. I mean, that's, just absolutely amazing in and of itself but yeah you know it's having that you know sustains you i think and and i can tell that you're very sincere and very passionate about what you do and that shines through it really does thank you yeah i do have to watch out now you know when i when i saw he had traumas i didn't think i had it that's a typical response and i said okay Mm. 90 percent of people have one to three what are mine well i knew right away i was bullied as a teenage girl i was tall and skinny with big glasses it's a little bit gawky looking before I got into modeling. Modeling kind of saved my self-esteem. Oh, nice. I did go through some major bullying. And then I had a very tough critical mom um, who favored my brothers. And I've always been close to my brothers. I always will be. But it was obvious that the boys were her favorite. And she was not one to say, I love you, or to give you compliments or say, great job. She goes, well, yeah, that was good, but you can always do better. It was never like a real compliment, you know? So those were part of the list. And I'm like, yes, I had those. And then you see, you know, why are you attracting the partners you're attracting? 
And then what are you bringing into your relationship? So it's very, very interesting how the two combined and come together. It's fascinating. Absolutely. So we've got a couple of minutes left in, in this part of it. So uh, like I say, I'm, I'm looking at this wonderful scenery behind you and <laughs> I'm looking at like, it's so, what's it like for you? Uh, you said that you were from Erie, right? No, I'm from no, Philadelphia. I'm Philadelphia, dang on. Okay. The Eagles, yeah. I'm a oh, girl. Oh, cheesy peasy. Okay. And I'm Jersey Shore, I'm, Atlantic City, Ocean okay, City. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I thought, I apologize for that. But uh, so what's this like living in this, like what looks to be you know I'm, I'm, you know I, I, my mother lives in florida so i know there are things that are not <laughs> as wonderful as one would seem but you know how's that change no i love it um i definitely feel i suffered from seasonal affect disorder and the cold and the dark uh days of winter um but i also had fond memories of my family for two weeks every year going to key west florida uh -huh, since okay. I was like six years old. And I always said, I'm moving here one day. I'm moving here. And in the dead of winter, it was still warm with breezes through the palm trees and beautiful beaches. And I just always felt good in Florida. And I still do. Um, yes, we have our occasional hurricanes, but everybody's got something. <laughs> and um, now, you know, it's nice to see flowers year round. And I have a lake with birds there, you know, 24 seven. And the ducks and the stork I have in my backyard. So it's just really cool with nature and it's very grounding for me. I love the ocean. Um, and I was a swimmer. We grew up swimmers. Here's another fun fact. I'm in the Penn State Hall of Fame for swimming. Oh, wow. I went to Women's Nationals for water polo. So there's a couple other facts. And <laughs> uh, I was a real um, into music. I worked for the number one radio station in Philadelphia, WFIL Radio, is what was called a boss chick. And we sponsored all the cool concerts into the city. And one of my favorite stories is dancing the entire encore with Freddie Mercury of Queen, the night of the opera concert at the Tower Theater. And then there was a party afterwards. We got to party with the band. Um, or, you know, having the tramps in my home in Philadelphia all partying and hanging out. They're like, you're at Penn State, sponsor our concert up there, which I did. And, you know, just, you know, mingling with a lot of music celebrities as a younger girl was a lot of fun for me. And that's why my prior work was a model and talent agent. And I had a school for 10 years. And I was at a chocolate factory at 24. I was like, Willy Wonka. <laughs> So there's a lot of fun past stuff about my life. You have had a very colorful journey, have you not? Yes. yes. Oh, that is just absolutely amazing. And and uh, I cannot imagine you know, getting to hang out with Freddie Mercury, you know, the, the that was again, it was just kind of like, you know, I'm I'm 46, so uh, you know, I get to appreciate the music, but there's some of it that I really just wasn't around for. They just, you know, they wouldn't let me out of my crib or whatever. Um, <laughs> That was a great time. It was time. really, really cool. So, listen, we uh, we have completed the uh, Lee After Dark 20-minute <laughs> challenge, which didn't feel like all that much of a challenge, did it? Oh, no. We kind of skirted the law in a couple places, but, I, I'm, you know, uh, since, you know I, uh, since I'm the one that gets to hand out the demerits, I'm the one that gets to say, nah, let's just roll with it. So, okay. That's really cool. Uh, but now, uh, because I am a man of my word, you have up to five minutes to tell us about your business, how people can get in touch with you, if you've got an offer to share. Floor okay. yours. Sure. 
Well, just to sum it up, I am uh, a prior licensed mental health counselor, now a global certified life and love coach and a mindfulness coach who specializes in helping adults heal from past childhood and love trauma. And if you're interested to see if you have those 10 childhood traumas, you can go to my website, which is rihannamilne.com, and you'll say, take the free love test. So childhood trauma checklist is in there. If you're single, to ask if you're ready to go out and have a relationship. If you're in a coupled relationship, do you see any red flag warnings? So go ahead and enjoy yourself with that. If you want more information on childhood traumas, I have a free ebook. It's at havetheloveyoudeserve.com have the love you deserve.com and my books i have a number one bestseller love beyond your dreams break free of toxic relationships to have the love you deserve which is over 400 pages and live beyond your dreams from fear and doubt to personal power purpose and success so one is about the mindset for success the other one is about how to have emotionally healthy evolved and conscious love they are meant to go together and you can get free chapter downloads as well at rihannamilne.com. And I also help those in transition, ages 16 to 18 going off to college. They may have anxiety about that, what to choose for their career. And then once they're out of college, if they can't find work, um, that's another very heavy life transition. So I work with a lot of kids in that area as well. So if I can be of service to you, please let me know. And all I want to do is encourage you that now's the time to definitely create that life that you desire, what you really want to do, and to have the love that you deserve. Don't wait on that. Excellent. Thank you, Rihanna. So it's RihannaMilton.com and... Uh, I'll go back through the show notes because I can't read my own writing. We will have all of these links in the show notes, I promise, uh, so that we can get in touch with you. You are doing such important and impactful work, Rihanna, and I really appreciate you Thank taking you. the time out of your busy schedule to, to come on and, and just talk about I something else for a while. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's, you, it's been absolutely <laughs> wonderful. So uh, anything, any final words you want to share with, uh, with our audience today? Well, you can't change what you don't understand. So if you've been struggling or in and out of relationships and we have uh, the same person but different face and you keep going through toxic relationship after toxic relationship or have continued uh, anxiety, that those are signs that you have unhealed past unconscious childhood trauma. And I'm your lady to help you out with that. <laughs> Go talk to Rihanna. That's awesome. Yeah, Thank you again so much for joining us today. We are out of time, but if you found Lee After Dark more entertaining and relevant than most of the drag out there, subscribe to our Lee After Dark YouTube channel. And now, get Lee After Dark in your pants. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Stitcher, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and who the heck else knows where, so you can enjoy us wherever you stick your phone. Until next time, this is Lee Rowley with my new friend, Rihanna Milne. Be present and be well.